Welcome to the ChirBiz Podcast, practical tips, tools, and information that will help grow and transform your church. And here's your host, Dwight Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the ChirBiz Podcast. I'm your host, Dwight Smith, and this is a show helping your church build the right systems to help grow your ministry, lead more effectively, and ultimately impact your community. So guys, here's my question. If, God forbid, something were to happen to you that would prevent you from being the pastor of the church you currently lead, would your church survive without you? Now, let me take it one step further. Would your church continue to grow and thrive without you? Or would it get stagnant, become dysfunctional, and eventually fail? There are so many churches today that are centered around a charismatic pastor or dynamic leader, and because of it, the churches they're leading are thriving. But what happens when that leader is no longer available to sit at the helm of the church? And I'm not talking about being gone out of the pulpit for a few Sundays. I'm talking about long-term continuity if, again, God forbid, something were to happen to you. In today's episode, I'm going to show you the four essential steps that every leader needs to master in order to ensure the church that they've started or are currently leading not only survives, but thrives and grows, fulfilling the vision that God has for your ministry. So folks, look, I get it. Succession planning can get a little uncomfortable to talk about. And I know it may seem a little bit morbid, But to me, sacrificing years of your life working to build something only to have it all fall apart when you're gone, it also seems like a huge waste of time. Imagine if Jesus had to spend his entire ministerial career teaching and training, and when he died, the apostles let that vision die or failed to spread the gospel throughout the world. What you've built and are leading must survive you. The church must continue to go on and thrive long after the founder is gone or the charismatic leader has moved on. Now, I've asked this question before in another podcast, so let's see if you're all paying attention. Can you tell me the name of the person who founded the Red Cross? Now, I know you've heard of the Red Cross, but unless you're directly employed by them or volunteer regularly with them, you probably don't know that much about their founder, Claire Barton, who founded the organization in 1881. But more than 135 years later, the Red Cross still exists and continues to fulfill its vision across the world. And that's what I meant by building an organization that endures and stands the test of time. And that's what you want for your church, right? Well, to create a lasting organization, there are four things that you, as the existing pastor, must do within the church. And here they are. Number one, you need to be clear on your purpose. If you've listened to my videos or my podcast, or you attend any of the courses that I lead, you'll hear me say this consistently. Always keep people connected to your why. Your purpose is why you exist, and it's the most powerful motivator that you have, especially as a nonprofit organization. Your why sets the atmosphere for everything that you do. Let's go back to the Bible again for a minute and take a look at Jesus. The Bible clearly shows us that Jesus struggled with his own death. I mean, He didn't want to go to the cross and die. But what was always at the forefront of his mind compelling him to keep going was his why. He knew that only his blood would remove the stain of sin and death from our lives. And his why was his unconditional love for us. When leading your church, 
You got to make sure that your why is etched into the mind of every single believer and that it compels them so deeply and so urgently that they commit to their why with their entire being. The purpose of the church is so much bigger than you. And when believers fully embrace that, they'll see the need for the church and all that it's called to do, whether you're leading it or not. If your preaching is their reason why, or the music in the church is their reason why, or the popularity of the church's name is their reason why, then you'll have a problem on your hands whenever those things change or get altered. But as a leader, if you've helped people connect to the true meaning and purpose of the church, or the why we as a church exist in the first place, and why the purpose of the church is so vital to God, then believers will rally around that purpose and continue serving it long after the founder has moved on. Number two, you need to be clear on your vision. Listen to me. Purpose is why your church exists, but your vision is what your church plans to accomplish. If I were to put you into Dwight's time machine and take you to the year 2120, what would you hope your church would be doing at that time? What would you hope it would be accomplishing? You see, as a pastor or leader, you need to be clear on the vision and help people see what success looks like for your church. People rally behind great vision because it provides direction and clarity on what needs to get done. And I know you've got a vision. Every pastor or leader does. It's that moment when you're first placed into leadership. You know, after the initial shock has worn off and you finally accept the position and you start realizing, you know, this thing is actually going to happen. Some part of you begins to imagine what the future will look like if everything were perfect. It may not happen for long, but you get a glimpse and probably think to yourself, It would be so cool if it turned out this way or it ended up looking like that. That's vision. But typically what happens next is that you realize that you don't have any idea on how to make any of the things that you saw happen and that you probably don't have all the resources necessary to do it like you just envisioned it. So what ends up happening is that you start squishing that vision down and search for something that you think is more reasonable. If you're a pastor, you've probably envisioned leading a church much bigger than the one you're pastoring now, or worshiping in the building much different from the one you, are, you, you actually have now, or doing things within the community in a greater capacity than you are now. Whatever you dream, you need to communicate a clear vision that gives every, per, every person you lead a roadmap on what you should be accomplishing both now and in the future. Folks, don't get me wrong. Your vision will change with time because once you achieve your initial vision, it'll be time to dream a bigger vision. But as a leader, you always need to be clear on the vision of your church and get members rallied around some shared goals. So that brings me to number three, choosing the right leaders. One of the most important things that you can do as a leader to ensure that the church survives without you is to identify and train your future leaders. Folks, you hear me say this all the time. Leadership is everything. Having the right leaders in place will provide the direction and governance needed to continually advance the church and keep it moving toward accomplishing its vision and purpose. Remember in the book of Acts, when the Greek Christians began complaining to the apostles that their widows weren't getting enough food? The apostles got everyone together and said, hey, look, everybody, we have a job. And it's a good, it isn't a good idea for us to stop doing that job and to try to manage this situation. Let's get the right leaders in place and we'll let them handle the issue. The Bible says after they put the right seven guys in place and anointed them, the church continued to grow and the word of God continued to spread. 
When you identify the right leaders and they have the heart of the church and what it's called to accomplish, then they lead and act with the best interests of the ministry in mind and how best to accomplish that vision and purpose of the church. Creating the right leadership structure is critical for establishing your church's longevity and for helping ensure that the vision of the house gets done. Remember, the vision is bigger than you and there's absolutely no way that you can get it done alone. So whether you call them leaders or board members or trustees or deacons or senior staff members, you need the right leaders helping you push that rock uphill and keeping your arms extended. Number four, you need to build the right systems. Listen, if things can't get done without you, then inevitably they will stop with you. Every organization, including churches, must have good systems and processes on how to get things done within ministry. Your goal as a pastor must be to one day get to a point where 80 to 90% of your role is just preaching and teaching, and the other 10 to 20% is managing, managing the church's organizational systems. You should be integral in managing the church's budget, but you shouldn't be the person actually balancing the books. You should have a system for everything that you do within your church, giving you the freedom to do and concentrate on the things that only you can do and that you've been called to do. I don't know why we believe that the church shouldn't have structure or systems. Jesus himself was very systematic on how he sent the disciples out two by two and gave them explicit instructions on what to do and what not to do. These disciples maintained those same systems long after Jesus was gone and used them to continue to grow the church and impact the world. Your job as a pastor is to help your team build the right systems that help make your church run and to accomplish the things that you've set out to do. You guys know that I love systems, and I got a video coming out real soon on the six most important systems that should be operating within every church. There's definitely more than six, but I'm just going to take my time and concentrate and cover the six main ones. So that's it, folks. Those are the four steps that you need to take in order to ensure that your church survives you and continues to thrive even after you're gone. I know that this isn't the most pleasant conversation to have, and it's tough considering our own mortality. But as leaders, we owe it to the people that we lead, the people that will come after us, and quite frankly, you owe it to yourself to see all of the hard work and all of the sacrifices that you're making last and continue to go on for centuries to come. As always, everybody, thank you so much for watching. I count it an honor that you take the time out of your schedule and tune into our podcast. If we've helped you in any way, please give this podcast a thumbs up and leave a comment in the comment section. If you're not already a podcast subscriber, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to this podcast and join our growing family today. Well, that's it for me, God's people. God bless you. As always, I love you. And I can't wait to join you again in the next episode of the Cherbis Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Cherbis Podcast, practical tips, tools, and systems that will help transform and grow your church. For more information about Cherbis, please visit our website at www.cherbis.com. And for more awesomeness, join our free Facebook group, The Iron Shop. This free online community lets you connect with other church leaders, ask questions, share ideas, and get feedback from nonprofit professionals. Join the community today at www.churbizironshop.com.